your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome, and now for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues. So, on today's show, I have Lee from Green Street Green Rovers. Um, Lee is the chairman of the club, a club playing their football in the Seven Oaks and District League. Uh, they won or they were promoted out of Division 4 last year. I'll just clear that up with Lee in a minute. And they'll be playing their football in Div 3 next year. Uh, Lee's also joined the All Around the League show as a contributor for next season. Uh, he's been part of our sort of contributors group um, on WhatsApp for a, for quite for what seems to be a long time now. Lee Lee, <laughs> Lee agreed to take on the uh, the job just before um, lockdown, not long before lockdown, after being nominated by uh, team manager uh, Gary Stock. So um, Lee became involved in that. Uh, maybe he sees it as the short straw. Hopefully not too much. Uh, Lee, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, very well, mate. Thank you. It's nice to finally speak to you on the podcast. We've had a brief. Well, we've had lots of uh, messages and stuff on on our group, but and in person in a in a recent preseason friendly. Um, yep. But we've never we've never got round. We've the dates have moved on the interview, so I'm very glad to have you on the podcast. To be honest, I think after you left our game, I, I thought you might be trying to avoid me. So <laughs> no, no, you were well behaved. It was just Gary that was the problem. Well, yeah, I can't say nothing about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a lot of stick for that penalty that I give um, Farnborough since um, since then. But I think it's Gary and Wayne who are pretty much uh, on my back about that one. But that's a whole other story. I've had another on social media, another penalty I gave um, over the weekend is give, is uh, getting me a bit of jib as well. But never mind. Um, they like their wind up. They do like their wind up. So I, I get it constantly. So yeah, you've just got to be a bit thick-skinned with him too. Yeah, I, uh, I just yawn at them now on, on Twitter. So that. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be leaving me alone for the time being. Uh, Lee, just tell us a bit about um, Green Street Green uh, Rovers. Um, yep. As a new team, as a new league to our coverage, um, I'm guessing, yep. uh, like me, that a lot of the listeners will uh, be learning about the league um, as we go through the season. Um, but tell us about Green Street Green Rovers, a little bit of history, how you became involved with the club and yep. and uh, how your season has been uh, last year. So we're going into our fourth year, our fourth season. Um, there's three of us that run up, run the club. Uh, myself, Katie and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte runs the treasury side of things. Katie's the fixtures and, and general all-round uh, firefighter. Yep. Um, yeah, so we started, then two basically had the grand idea in a pub one night that they wanted to set up a football team. Um, with the idea that we could do as much for the community as possible. Um, we've got St Christopher's Hospice that's uh, very close to our heart. So the idea was, alongside running the football team, uh, we'd try and raise as much money for the hospice as possible. Fantastic. Uh, so we do that as and when we can. Yeah. A few people have run marathons. Um, there's been a bit of fundraising down. We have a, a local fate where we do a beat the keeper and we split the money with St Christopher's there. Um, I... Many, many, many years ago, I ran one of the lower sides at Old Bromleyans. Um, okay. Had a bit of success there, won a title. Um, so it's their grand idea that I'd managed the side. Um, managed to catch me after a few beers, and uh, I agreed to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clever. So yeah, I went into seven, eight district, <laughs> and I think we, um, should we say, we had a very, very good meeting with them, because they put us straight into Div 1. Um which, bearing in mind, it was our first season and we literally turned up at the gates. We put a message out on social media for new players and we didn't know who was turning up, how many players were turning up or anything. Um, so I managed to convince them to drop us to Div 2. Um, not going to lie, we got walloped every week. Yeah. And had very, very bad beatings. Uh, but managed to fill the team every week. Managed to fulfil our fixtures. Never bottled out of any uh, games that we had coming up. Brilliant. Um which went down very well with the league, to be yep. fair. Um, and then, so the following season, um, we asked to drop down into fourth. Uh, kind of consolidated. Um, but after that, I looked to push this on and I looked for a manager that maybe came from outside the community that could, that didn't have the friendship with the players that could be maybe a bit sterner and um, drive their own ideas forward. Yeah. 
Um, so we employed someone. They came on board. Um, very, very good uh, pre-season. Very good start to the season. Um, for whatever reason, we parted company at Christmas, uh, which is when um, Gary, Wayne and uh, Ben T, they asked if they could step up and, and take on the, the role of managers. Yep. Uh, they went unbeaten, took us to another level completely um, and basically walked away with the league. Um, obviously, it got all uh, short, obviously, because of COVID. Yeah. But I, I cleared winners by then. Uh, we'd lost one game all season. It's not me being arrogant. I mean, I've been the other side of being being walloped, but we were, in my personal opinion, the best team in that league. Yeah. Uh, deserved champions. Um, and yeah, the, the guys have carried it on. They're enjoying it, I think. Um, and they're, they're looking to build a match for next season. Um, hopefully, we can replicate that again and um, get another Div title. They're still, I, I don't know if you know, um, they're still looking to play in our in our uh, league. They're still looking to fulfil any cups that were from semi-finals onwards. Brilliant. Are you involved um, in any? Yeah, we're in the Fisher Shield still. Um, we're in the semi-finals of that. So, fingers crossed, we might get some early silverware there if we're lucky enough and we play to our full capacity. That's um, good. Are they, are they, what are the, what's the trophy cabinet looking like at Green Street Green? Well, it's, it's only our, we've only completed three seasons. It's only that one uh, division title at the moment. Um, but we've got grand plans. I know you've spoken to Gary and he, he, he said, I've got I've got aspirations and ambitions and I really, really have. I want to push this club to its full capacity. Yep. Um, ideally, if, if you ask me where I want to be in five years' time, would be our first team up to the Kent County competing in that. Okay. Um, we have a second team in the Seven Oaks and District and then obviously either buddy up or set up our own youth system. Yep. Um, I'm looking, currently just literally last night, as we all agreed, I'm looking for potentially setting up, uh, <laughs> this is not to annoy Gary and Wayne, maybe a younger side for next season as our second team. Um maybe looking at under 23s, under 21s that can, can train with the adult squads and uh, potentially set up a, a, set, a second team slash reserve team into Seven Oaks and District before for next season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're always growing. I mean, the ultimate dream and we're always trying to investigate further is to eventually get our own ground. I mean, I've been in touch with the local council, uh, the Kent FA. We're exploring all avenues there. Um, yep maybe even potentially buy our own ground and, and see where we can go with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's my dream is to cement the club, um, grow it as much as possible and and, and be a, a recognised name, be a name that people know about Green Street Green Rovers Football Club and 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 like they, they do realise that we're a serious business and serious outfit. Um, I mean, we've had guys, Wayne's been there, uh, Harvey, James, they've all been there, George Hillman, all been there from the start when we were getting walloped and when we were training in the school uh, school field. Yeah. Uh, now we're a bit better, we're playing out of Crockin Hill, uh, which is nice pitch, nice little setup. Yeah. Um, people are coming to us now and thinking, well, we're trying to push on. And they, I mean, we had a game on Saturday and they turned up and they were like, wow, this is a really nice setup. We had a barbecue on the go and, and it, it was a really, really nice day. So, yeah, I mean, the ceilings to where we where we want to go. I mean, I don't think we're existent. I think we just got to keep pushing. We don't want to stand still and let people overtake us. Just got to keep pushing and pushing to be the best we can. I, um, I absolutely don't think there is any. There, I've got no qualms with with teams that are looking uh, to push themselves. Do you think? Uh, do you think the Seven Oaks and District? What's what's the quality like in that in the league um, at the moment? You mentioned that you mentioned that the Kent, Kent County is the um, the overall aim in five years. So you want to get through um, all the divisions in Seven Oaks, or are you going to jump um, a little <laughs> bit sooner? Would you say this? Yeah, this is a discussion that we've all had. Uh, my personal point of view, um, I think we're we're good enough to go now to the lower league to Kent County. Yeah, um, I don't want to sever ties with Seven Oaks. Um, they've been good to us. Uh, Kevin Turner in particular has always helped out. He's been on the end of the phone when we're setting up and we've had problems and uh, he's always been there to advise us. Um, so I'd always want a team in there, whether that be the reserve team or not. Um, but there's a lot to be said and a lot of people like Charlotte in particular, uh, Wayne is another one in particular, that, that want to do it, I suppose, the right way, which is to move your way through the leagues yeah. and win it hand in hand so you don't jump leagues and be accused by other teams that are oh, 
you've avoided this, you've avoided this. You just you're there because you asked to be there, as opposed to prove it on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so I can see their point of view as well. Um, but from my point of view, while we've got a good set of lads and a, a team that's capable, and you've got them all together, maybe the time's right. Um, I suppose it's one of them ones where we have to judge it at the end of the season. Um, if we've walked away with, if we're good enough to have walked away with a Div 3 title, and that's not taking away from anyone and not being arrogant enough to say that we're going to do that. Yeah. But if, if we do, then there's got to be an argument to say, come on, maybe we can jump to our Premier or the lower ends of Kent County. I mean, I know it's a bit tough to get into Kent County nowadays, um, but that, that's a conversation we can have with them. But, um, but aspirationally, that's 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 the view to progress into county from d- um, district level to county level football, but retaining um, that district um, team with a, with a young with a younger set of players potentially, then going yeah, then, def- with them going through the leagues. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the reason behind the, the young the young side is I've had a conversation with a local team. Uh, they have youths up to the age of eighteen, and they, they're not interested in adult football um, after that. So. I've been speaking to them about potentially giving them a, a route into adult football yeah. um, by having this this younger side. That younger side can then train with the adults, not the adult side, the first side, should we call them. And then you're getting the numbers at training that we know F1 suffers with. You're getting um, the chance for Gary, Wayne and Ben to have a look at these youngsters coming through and see if there's any that they want to push on to the first team. But if you've got that first team in Kent County as well, you're giving these people uh, a clear route to there, but you're, you're also giving them the stepping stones from youth football into adult football into the Kent County Lakes. Absolutely. So, it's a fantastic model and we see it working. Probably um, the best club that I could um, I could say uh, in, in, the, in the county that do that really well are Faversham Strike Force. I don't know if you um, know much about I've heard, them. I've heard of them, but I haven't had anything to do with them, to be yeah, honest. Their youth set up and they uh, is fantastic um the whole organization of the club is massive um and they have clear pathways from youth football into um their first team that play Kent County Prem but i mean there's no there's no um there's no issues with doing that from if you if you end up playing in division 3 west and and having a progress from under 18s from a youth club that you have a youth club that you have a set up with through to your um, development squad if you're going to call it that and then into the first yeah. team it's a fantastic um, way of doing it um, gets you massive favours with um, Kent with the with your counties and all that stuff they love to see um, clubs that um, are building pathways from youth to to adult football to open age football should I say um, so I, I absolutely hope you succeed with that that's a brilliant idea and we must find a way of of transitioning kids from uh, under 18s football to full-blown uh, men's football because there is a massive difference and um, having that transitional team uh, at district level um, can only be good and the training with adults is going to uh, training with Gary Stock will, will condition them for the first team anyway wouldn't it? Well yeah I mean at the end of the day them guys have played at a higher level themselves as you know yeah. um, they've got loads of knowledge they want to they pass on not only that they've bought into the club they like the club they like the way we've set up and we go about things um, and at the end of the day, having that, that set up, that cements the club. You've got a constant influx of new players. You're not out looking for players because maybe someone's got a bit older or and left or someone's gone to another club and got a better offer. You've got every season, you've got at least a handful of players coming through that are good enough for the first team. Yeah. So it keeps the club going. Um, you're not finite then. You're, you're, you're always going to be pushing forward and progressing. And then like I keep, I keep coming back to and jumping on about is... The ultimate, ultimate aim is to have our own little ground and a, a set-up there. I mean, we've got Orpington Rovers up the road and um, they're, they're, they're doing very well. But, I mean, Green Street Green itself is, if we had a club there, you'd get so many people coming to support yeah. it. Um, and it, it, it would be a good community, a community club. And like I say, you've got St Christopher's just down the road. If we can partner up with them, you can get... I don't know, run minibuses to get them guys out on a, on a Saturday afternoon to come and watch a, a bit of football. There's so much we could do in the community and we just need that break with um, someone helping us getting our own ground, basically. Let's hope. I mean, it, it sounds like a fantastic project. I think all of those 
sort of places just around there. There's lots of little uh, grounds, as you mentioned, Alberton Rovers and Crockenhill and and yeah. um, Sutton Athletic and all that. And there was there's all little sort of pockets of land around there that um, we just need someone with with a, a generous person to, yeah. to let some land uh, be used. I mean, there's plenty there's plenty of it around there. You just hope. Go on, mate. And there's nothing to. I'm not trying to take anything away from Cockenhill either. Steve and Jay down there, they've they've been absolutely superb to us. They help us out. They're they're really good on match days. They look after us. Look after the, the away teams. And they're they're a really really good setup down there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not ours. So no, <laughs> and 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 once upon a time, whoever started Crockenhill had had the dreams that you've got now. So I mean, it's just okay. it's just the way it goes. And everyone, every team that plays football would love to have their own ground but sometimes that that can't happen or it takes yeah. it takes decades to do it or it take or it doesn't take any time at all sometimes it just sometimes it's luck sometimes it's who you know and and all that stuff and uh, I've fingers crossed for you on that one because I think that's a brilliant plan and it's nice to hear uh, clubs actually have um some kind of plan in place because more often than not it's just one season at a time plodding along um, if yeah. you nick a trophy, it's all good, but there's no real plan. And, and teams, you often see teams fold. They have successful seasons and fold because there's no there's no plan in place. So I'm absolutely uh, behind you on your on your uh, five year plan at least um, to get into the county. But it it may be a little bit longer to get your own ground. But I wish you all the best on that one. Thank you very much. I mean, I've, I've got to say as well, um, we've seen a few clubs fold and and whatever reason. But I mean, the majority of the reason seems to me that it. it all the responsibilities fall on one person in the yeah, club. Yeah. Um, it becomes too much or, I don't know, the outside world work takes over, family life takes over and they can't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm lucky enough that there's there's three of us that run this club and there's we divvy out all the responsibilities amongst us. We're all bang on it. We all want to progress. We've all got the same target. And now we're lucky enough. I mean, it's, it's a strange setup we've got. We've got three managers in charge of our first team. Yeah. But the reason reason behind that is they're shift workers and they want to ensure that we're never short of someone to take charge on, on the actual match days or on training. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might not work for other people, but it works for us. And then three people are all invested in the club as well, as are the majority of the players. I mean, we've got some new players, obviously, and they're, they're still trying to gather what we're all about but the people that have been there for from the start or for the last couple of seasons they keep coming back because they believe that we're going somewhere and they believe um i, I, I suppose in, my, in myself and in, in the board that we that we're we're all pushing forward and uh yeah we're not just a one season wonder we are here and we're here to stay around it's very clear by the pat the way you speak uh, with passion that that you're invested in it, mate. So um, <laughs> any any player coming in, uh, if they don't get that straight away, they're they're probably not worth. Uh, they're probably not going to be worth keeping at a club like yours anyway. So hopefully, if you're do it, you've got to be serious. Yeah. There's no point in doing it otherwise. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, who's the Who's the opposition in the semi final? Tell us a bit about about that game and and if you fancy your chances. Um, to be honest, they've still, I don't know what they're doing with that, um, our opposition because we're through to the semi-finals, but the other side is still uh, still to be played. Okay. Um, so, do I fancy our chances in the cup overall? Uh, yes, I do. And that, again, it's not being arrogant, that's believing in my players and how far we've come. Um, there's obviously a lot of good teams out there and I'd hope that they're all saying the same and, and bigging themselves up, but... Um, we, we've got a different mentality now. I mean, the first season, obviously, it gets beaten out of you, um, if you if you're losing every week. But we've basically, we've dropped down, we've regrouped and we've consolidated in that first season in Div 4 and then we really went for it um, last season. And since then, we've really got this mentality now that, I mean, the first season, it, it was amazing if we won. And yeah. like, people welled up if we won a game. But now it's... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it does it. I mean, myself uh, yeah. included in that. When we won our first game, all the boys come running over to me and bundled me. I proper world up. Um, now it's, it's not an arrogance, but it's a belief in ourselves. It, now it's a uh, uh, we go out to win, um, and we're not scared of anyone. I mean, I've got great. There's there's tough teams and there's teams out there that are a higher level than us, but we will give anyone a game, and and we really will. Um, we've got a lot of players that have played at higher level. Um, and for whatever reason, they've dropped down to our, our, our level. So 
they know what football's about. They know if you go one nil down, two nil down, it's not over. It's not it, it, their heads don't drop. They they g each other up rather than cave and uh, and and give up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I fancy our chances in every game, and especially in this cup. It'll be nice to win this. We got. Um, a guy, I don't know if you've listened to this, uh, but he's uh, George Hillman. He's been with us from the start. And he's, for some reason, and I don't know why, from the first season, he's wanted to win the Fisher Shield. And on Saturday, I was having a beer with him after the game. And he said, yeah, we've still got this cup final. We've still got this cup to win Fisher Shield. It's the one we want. So I hope, for his sake, from being stuck with us from the beginning, <laughs> that, we win that, <laughs> that we win that shield for him. Yeah, that would be amazing. Who, who stands out as rivals um, that you've um, developed over the last four years? Lee? See, when you pass this, these questions through, through, and I read that one, um, I was speaking to the wife about it, and I really don't mean this to come about bad or arrogant or, or big-headed. We're not really looking at other people. Um, we're concentrating on ourselves, concentrating on, on our games, concentrating on us getting the points. Um, there are teams that obviously maybe you've had a bit of a rough game with yeah. um, that you'd like to beat. Um, I mean, there's no one really on that side that I would class as a, a big rival. Um, I mean, on, on the flip side of that, uh, a big shout out to me. There's, they came up with us from Div 4 to Div 3. Uh, Horsemen, they're, they're a complete class act. Uh, their, their manager, Chris Bills, he sent me an email after last season congratulating us on um, congratulating us on winning division, said we were by clear uh, winners. There was no one else um, fully deserved, um, which I thought was complete class. I wrote yeah. back to him. I said, I didn't expect that. To be honest, hand on heart, I probably would have sent that. Um, I would have been a bit bitter, but it, it, I just thought that was classy. Now, no need. No one asked him to do it. He's done it off his own back. Yeah. So, if we go up, I'd like them to come up with us, um, purely for that, but they can stick and have second and we're our first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean... Uh, uh, they're a good side. We get on with them. Cudden, we played at the weekend. Um, they're a new side that have gone into Div 4. They're a young side. They're going to be good. They've got a very, very good goalkeeper. Um, he done very well at the weekend. Uh, they're local to us. Their chairman is also... We've got his cousin. His family follow us. His cousins play for us and stuff like that. So it's close-knit there. Okay. Um, so it's always good to play them. Yeah. Uh, they're vets. We played them in our first season, I want to say. They absolutely tonked us. Um, but then we played their new side on Saturday. It was two all, um, and that that was a good game, good battle. But it was it was it was nice. There was a lot of spectators there. Like I say, we had the barbecue going. Uh, we had our little end of season do what we could do with this social distancing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a good day out. And it, it's nice seeing them. So I hope they do well. But I'd like to pull them in a the cup game and have, have a local derby with them. Um, but as actual rivals, no, there's no one that really sticks out to be honest. Fair enough. So, looking into next season, potentially in Division 3, um, yeah. I'm sure you've done a bit of homework or you know a few of the clubs in there yeah. already. Uh, I'm changing this question a little bit. It's not to stitch you up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, So, if not you, uh, from Division 3 next year, who would, do you think will win the league if not you? Oh, good question. If it's not us... I would want Horsemanden to win it. Okay. Um, who do I think will win it? You've got some tough teams in there. You've got uh, the likes of Boa Lane that have come down and got relegated, but they're always around and they've always got a good side out. Um, you've got a new team that's gone in there, West Kingsdown Reserves. Obviously, new teams, new entity. No one's really sure what they're like, what level they should be at. Um, so you always got to be wary of new teams. Yeah. Um, we got five Oaks that are in that uh, division as well. We played them uh, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I want to say it was something, it was a silly high scoring, it was a cup game, it was a silly high scoring game, something like 6 3, 6 4 to them. Uh, so they have the psychological edge that they've beaten us already. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's the one thing about um, Seven Oaks and District. It's because they're growing as well, they've, they've taken in a, a over the last couple of seasons, taking in a few of the other local leagues, uh, Maidstone being yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, there's a lot of unknown entities in every division, um, so there could be some shocks. It, it's just a tough one to call, and that's not me um, trying to get out of no, your, no, no. your question. But, uh, it's a tough one. I'd like to say, 
if it's down to me and it couldn't be us I'd, I'd like Horsbinden to have it Okay, what about the cup? But there are any sort of cup specialist teams there that maybe don't get all their boys in every week, but they seem to put a good team out in a cup. Who who do you think could win the cup next season? So, I think that well, they are. I've been confirmed they're only playing one cup this season uh, after they finished off the end of the last season. Um, I want to say Roseland's last season. I think they played something silly like. Um, four or five league games because they got so far in every other cup that they competed in. Yeah. Um, so that would indicate to me that they take the cup seriously. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with them and say Roseland's a uh, danger cup team. Okay. And the one that's going to get you a lot of stick on social media, who do you, who do you expect to be, who do you think will be relegated from Division 3 next year? I thought you were trying to question me to make me a hated figure I this <laughs> no, this is a, <laughs> Lee this is a set question mate this isn't one I've just thought up <laughs> this is a set question um, <laughs> I'm going to open myself right up to this um, <laughs> um, so you're sitting on right, the fence I'm gonna, Lee I'm gonna, no I'm going to say it I'm going to say it and I know I'm going to be opened up to this um, so from our division, you had Wilder Park that had two teams. One team that's doing very well. Uh, they seem to have lost quite a few players and had to go, had to just merge into one team. Yeah. Um, now this, this is not me saying they will get relegated, but when that happens, it indicates to you that maybe the, they haven't got the players. Again, they yeah. could have done a recruitment drive over the summer. Um, so I don't know this for sure, and it's not me saying I'm guaranteeing. It's just on the evidence that it indicated. Um, God, you sound like a politician here, Lee. Uh, because I don't want to kick off rails with all these other teams. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to be nice about it all. Um, it's me that's got to go to these grounds next season. It's not you. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, yes, it just indicates to me that they may be struggling for players. When you're struggling for players, then, then maybe you're struggling the league. There is another team that have been promoted in my personal opinion I'm not naming names for this they should have been promoted because they didn't get into the top two spots but there's a lot going on at that club so maybe they they can justify it during the league but if you haven't proved it through the season then maybe you shouldn't get promoted as well Okay, fair enough. So everyone will be looking up the Seven Oaks and District <laughs> Division Four. That's another obvious one. But I don't think I'm picking right <laughs> there anyway. So. Right, so you won't avoid that one. So well done, well done. You got you got there in the end. Um, just before we get onto the teammate section, uh, yep. where you get to have a go at all the players for various misdemeanors, who who stood out as the best opposition that you faced last year? I was having a think about this today. Um, to be honest. There's only really one answer that I can give you for that because we only lost one game. Yeah. Um, we lost to Pembury 2-1 at their place. Um, so that, to me, says they've got to be the big, best opposition we played. Yeah. Um, all right, on the return fixture, we beat them 7-1. But the proof's in the pudding. It's, it's, it's in the record books. That they're the only team that beat us last season. So they've got to have that title, surely. Fair enough, good answer. Uh, but you did slip in the seven-one there, so <laughs> I wasn't going to let it go, was I? <laughs> uh, which game st- stands out as your favourite one last year? Um, we, uh, <laughs> we played Larkfield at home, um, and one of our players got sent off after four minutes. Right, um, blimey! It, it was a very, very very lively game. Um, maybe the ref lost control. Okay. Uh, um, maybe could have handled it better. Um, there was quite a crowd. Um, but the reason for me that it was the best game is because we, we still came out winners 2-1. Okay. Um, so it was, yeah, for atmosphere, I mean, I've, I've got a, a friend who, uh, Jack, he's a big Pompey supporter. Um, comes from that way had season tickets down there covering tattoos Pompey tattoos um, and he came to that game and he still says now that for atmosphere 
He's been to Pompey Saints. He's been to all the derbies. He said uh, for atmosphere, the fact that it was grassroots football and the fact that we still come out and won, he said that was his best game he's been to in his life. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that gives you some indication. It it was a good game. It was a lively game. Brilliant, brilliant. Right, so let's get on to the teammates. This is your... This is your moment to dig out all the players who who uh, need to sort out a couple of aspects of their um, of their personalities or the way they act. Um, this might hopefully. This is the section that will get the uh, the group chats and all that going. So let's get into it. Um, who's got the worst banter at Green Street Green Rovers? Worst banter. Um, it's, well, from my from my experience recently, it's Gary or Wayne easily. Well, the first person that's sprung to mind is the person that's always on my case. He's constantly on my case. So, bearing in mind, I'm chairman and he's manager, and you're asking who's playing Saturday because you need to know because you need to know money's outstanding. What's this going on? This player's banned, etc. He will always say, "What's it got to do with you?" On a text message, he'll always come back, keep your nose out, and all that. And he finds it hilarious that he gets me to buy it. <laughs> but yes it does get me to bite and I bite even more now because it, it winds me up but I'd, yeah I'd say Wayne I think Wayne's going to do very well in this section to be honest <laughs> we look forward to uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant right so worst dressed oh worst dressed that's a tough one Oh, it's going to have to be Wayne and his baseball cap back to front every single game come rain, snow or shine. I don't understand that because he hasn't got much air. I know I haven't, but he's got a league <laughs> less than me. So, yeah, maybe he's just covering that up. Okay, he's embarrassed of his bald spot. you just got to gotta be proud of it. you just got to be proud and, and get on with it, ain't you? You know he's going to resign after this, don't you? <laughs> well, you've got, you got two other managers, so yeah, you'll exactly. be fine. <laughs> Gary's, Gary's absolutely superb. There's nothing wrong with Gary. I'm glad he's part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, lead, that, that leads us on to the next bit. Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? Oh, come off it. You refed us. You must have heard him. <laughs> it's Gary. 100%. 100% <laughs> Gary Stock. Is, is the, he's one of the biggest moaners I've ever refed. Full stop. Was Tommy Morgan playing when you was there? Yeah, but I know Tommy, and um, he he he's all right. Tommy's all right. Tommy's all right with me. But um, no, Gary. He loves a moan. He, he does love a moan. He loves a big tackle. And no, Tommy. Tommy. Um, I've known Tommy for years, and um, he played with one of my younger brothers. They were both kids playing. They're making their first sort of steps into adult football. Um, and then he plays Sunday teams with with some old school friends of mine or school friend of mine. Um, I've known Tommy for a very long time, and actually he's got a heart of gold. And and with Tommy and Gary, to be fair, anything that's said um, on the football pitch is always banter. It's always just to try and get one up on you. So they both they both know exactly where to take um, all that stuff with on the pitch. It never they never cross the line. Um, it's always it's always um, just banter on the pitch, and they're two fantastic blokes. Actually, I, Gary is he is a moaner on the pitch, absolutely a moaner. Tommy, Tommy is um, he, he could test other referees, but I've known him for so long now. It's sort of I just ignore him to be honest. And both very good footballers as well, wouldn't yeah, they? That's they the are thing. excellent footballers. Um, Tommy is a great footballer. Gary, um, you know, as you've mentioned, both Tommy and uh, Gary have played at good level of football. Um, obviously, age is is catching up with them a little bit now. But um, in terms of um, of football, I mean, you couldn't think of two better experienced heads to have in, in a in a growing club like yours. They've both been there and done it, and all the experience and, and um, advice that they could pass on to um, future players that come in through your, through your sort of vision of, of, of attaching to um, younger uh, players coming through. I mean, you wouldn't really want to other players advising them. They're fantastic guys and, and, uh, and good footballers first and foremost. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And that's also the same goes for Wayne and, and Ben T. Um, I'm, I'm glad they, they've, they've taken over and they, they, they're managing the side. I really am. I mean, we touching. I touched on it earlier. We went external for a guy um, for whatever reason didn't work out, I, uh, and I don't really want to go into it in too no, much no, detail. No. But um, I've learned that maybe we should have gone internally. I mean, I, I actually asked them originally to take over, and they said they'd rather concentrate on playing. <laughs> um, 
but when it came about that the, the situation was vacant again, they, they stepped up. I mean, it might have just been to stop me taking over as manager again, <laughs> but I think I think they, they, they've got the club's best interest at heart. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're lucky to have them on board as well. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of toing and froing with with um, various with a couple of your guys on on Twitter, mainly between Cholton and Millwall games, or or, yeah. or you know things like that. It's all banter. In in truth, I I think very highly of um, Tommy, um, especially for personal reasons. Um, he knows why. Uh, Gary, uh, you know, seemed to have been around him quite a bit in our football life so um, they're two particular players of yours that I've, I think very highly of and um, yeah I wish them all the best going forward cool that's good to hear um, so worst taste in music oh, I can't I can't comment on this um, I, I'm not in the change room anymore am I so um, there must be some dodgy tunes in the cars as they're pulling up though Lee um No, honestly, this, this one was stumped me. Um, I do know that music was mentioned on Monday um, or Sunday. Tommy was trying to find out a tune. And basically, um, his little Ben Hayes, I think, had it on. And uh, he's, he's the youngster of the group. And uh, basically, Tommy was too old to even know what the tune was. But he liked it. He liked to sing along to it. So he's asking advice from the youngsters what the name of the tune was. So, obviously, <laughs> he, he's taken over by the youngsters in the change room nowadays. When I was in charge, it was a bit of... Uh, I don't know, Guns and Roses or a bit of chilli peppers to try and get them going. But, uh, yeah, I, I, with the music side of things, I keep out of it now. I mean, I've just had my 40th, so my music tastes are way different to what's going on in that changing room. I think Guns and Roses and Red Hot Chilli Peppers makes you the worst taste in music for, <laughs> for, for a football club changing room. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, of your team, you're not too um, au fait with either, but who's the longest in the shower? Oh, that's Wayne. And I know that 100% because he even has what he calls his shower buddies. And right. he, will, he will slate and he will he will moan at anyone that doesn't get in the shower after the game. He will highlight it on the group chat, have a go at them. Uh, the other week when we was, uh, wasn't, no, we was away to peak. Was it peak or the, the game that you ref? One of the games we was told the, the showers weren't going to be on. So he went out and bought them big bottles of water, bought six of them. Yeah. So he could have a shower after the game. He loves a shower after the game. It was him, 100%. <laughs> Brilliant. Who's the player's player then, Lee? Um, so this season, uh, Gary Stock got it. Um, went out to a vote as Stocky got it. Uh, fully justified, top of the assist in the division. Um Obviously, he, he, he they, the younger players all look up to him, and he, he, and he proves it on the pitch. He proves he's still got it, and uh, he cheers them all up. Um, obviously, big mention to Ben Hayes, uh, one of our players who he's got he's joined the Navy now, but he, he finished top goal scorer for us. Had a good season. Um, to be honest, he probably could have had double the goals if he could actually finish. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he, he done well. He you, done well. You so, can yeah, say that now. Uh-huh. You can say that now. He's not. He's gone away for the navy. He's probably. Uh, he probably won't listen to this. So you can say that. Exactly. We don't need him anymore. No, we do. We do, Ben. If you are listening, we do need you. <laughs> so Gary, Gary Stock, unsurprisingly leading, uh, leading and making an example on and off the pitch. Um, fantastic, yeah, yeah. Gary. Um, unsung hero. Who's the maybe the other the other end of it? This this is like I say the clubman. Someone who turns up helps the club happy with their 10, 15 minutes a week um, and just gets on with it, real sort of, uh, the type of person that your club couldn't really do without? Personally, from my point of view, uh, we've got a guy called George Hillman, a defensive midfielder. He's been there from day one. Um, he was my captain when I managed. Um, he's a quiet player, but he, he lets his football do the talking. He's solid, um, when Wayne was handing out the medals on Saturday, he even, he even said the unsung hero did the, um, people just expect it for him. I mean, he won man and match after man and match in the first season, but then people just become to expect it from him every week. Um, and with the different managers, he's always kept his place, his starting place. Um, so yeah, he's a valued member. He's, he's got an engine in there. It'd go bright red after about two minutes, but then it'll stay that red colour all the way through. <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah, you'll get you'll get a solid solid game out of him. Uh, he's a tough tough challenger to come up against. Uh, doesn't mind the, the heavy tackles. Uh, he stand up for himself. Um, another one probably falling into that category a little bit, um, but you can't miss him because of his his, his mouth is Wayne. Um, <laughs> Wayne is always a solid solid player, captain to side, drives the side on the pitch. He's the most vocal in any team that you'll ever come up against. He will. He will shout and he will call and he'll help people out and, and tell people where to be. Um, and finally, the one that I haven't really spoken about at the trio, uh, Ben T. He's a good good quality player. Um, scores a lot of goals. He's a tall player and he's really, really good with the ball at his feet. Um, not the most vocal. Uh, he's the quietest out of the three of them. Maybe because he can't get a word in with Wayne. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> he... Uh, and he's always there with his money. He's always there with the, for the club. He's always wants the best for the club. Um, and and yeah, he's a he's a big asset as well. Fantastic. So to have several people um, that fit yeah. that role mean mean That's that a tough you, question. That really is. Well, I, um, I mean, well, what I'm getting at is that to have one is good, but if you've got several of them, which you clearly have, that puts your club in in a very good um, a very good uh, place. And uh, his foundations for uh, your growth. We keep coming back to that growth, which can only be helped if you've got fantastic uh, characters in the club like that. So, congratulations on that one, mate. Um, what do you think your league, the Seven Oaks and District, or in general, this question, um, are doing well? Um, what do you think is being done well to develop and support grassroots football? Again, I touched on it earlier. Um, from my point of view, the Seven Nation District, um, you've got a guy called Kevin Turner, who is secretary there, but he, he holds a lot higher um, role, in my opinion. Um, and he's actually, as far as I know it, he's looking to retire, which would be a big loss. But the reason I, I single him out is because he's a massive help and he's always on the end of the line for any new clubs that are starting out. Yeah. Um, We've had a lot of things thrown at us um, that established clubs haven't haven't had. Um, and whenever we've worried or not sure on how we should act or or how we should push forward, he's always on the end of the phone and he will always give you solid advice and he'll back you as well. Um, so he basically makes it not... Uh, it, it doesn't make it easy to run a football club... But it's nice to have that safety net there and um, and someone to turn to rather than just burying your head in the sand and hoping it goes away. You can face these problems head on yeah. and it's always, always helpful to, to, to have that and he's always there for you. Fantastic. We need those people with experience and the people that have seen so many of um, these different scenarios that clubs uh, yeah. and people find themselves in. Um, sounds like he's a bit of a grassroots hero that we should be um, celebrating and if he's going to retire... Hopefully he'll stay involved somehow uh, in the game because um, those people are um, worth their weight in gold, aren't they? Oh well, to be honest, uh, in my personal opinion, if, if there was any way I could get him on board with us to help us out to push forward and achieve our dreams and where we want to get to, then I mean I, I would grab that with both hands, and it's, it's a conversation I might have with him um, at a later date. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean something like that, like you say, I mean to keep him involved in football would be a bonus for us all anyway fantastic sounds like a great guy hopefully I'll get to meet him one day um, on the flip side of that then what would you like to see improve in grassroots football do you know what this when I saw this question it, one thing that really stuck in my mind we need to still work on this racism yeah it's, it's, people say I mean I know what the current climate is and I know what's been going on in the news and around the world but the fact that we've played friendlies this season and it still exists, <clears> it, it, it amazes me. It really does that people mm. are still thinking this way and they're bringing it to grassroots football. It, it's, it's, it's pathetic, to be honest. And it really is one thing that really winds me up. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's no need for it. Um, yeah, so if we could do further to stand that out, I know it's impossible. We can't have people at parks around the country on every Saturday, but... I mean, you've got to look at the the managers of the clubs and chairmen of the clubs. They need to take um, take responsibility for it. They need to roll their sleeves up and say, "Well, it's not happening at my club." And if it does happen, 
and you need to kick a player out, a supporter out, a a, a, a member of the staff out. It needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, all right, it might weaken you, but I mean, what do you stand for at the end of the day? Does it matter if you win things, but your team's being racist to a, another team? Or does it mean that you've got a bit of pride and a bit of moral about yourself when you, you're prepared to take the weakness? You'll come back stronger, but you're prepared to take the weakness to stamp out this racism. I mean, mm. like I say, there's no need for it. There's no room for it. I think um, taking a stand against something like that is um, can only make you stronger. Um, let's not name any names, but, um, you know, if... If a, if Club X, for instance, has a player and they and they and he does that, uh, and and he gets booted out, I mean that it will get a lot of respect um, from everybody for doing that. I think that's how we need to act in society. Essentially, it's not just a football thing in society. If there's racism and all that, um, all of that type of stuff going on, we need to sort of stamp that out as quickly as possible. Every, it's everyone's responsibility um, to a certain extent, but within football. Um, we need we need a referees to be um, reporting these incidents um, to the full and um, you know to to the absolute highest level that they can do it. There's protocols and all that type of thing in place. Um, we need referees to to help clubs um, write um, thorough reports. Um, we need um, managers and and chairmen and other players of teams to to sort of show their um, disgust at this type of behaviour. Um, I think it's, it's 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 a long chain of responsibility, and we together we can get rid of it. But if little if these players are slipping through the net and and exceptions are made, um, I don't think that puts us in a good place in grassroots football at all. To be honest, it's just, it comes down to whether you if you proud to run a club, proud to play for a club, and or proud to be involved with a club that that doesn't tackle out and address it. I mean, I know, I know we do. If anything supported to me, I I. I I'll deal with it straight on, head on. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's about that. Whether you're happy with your team to be like that, um, then to be honest, in my opinion, there's no no room for you in grassroots football. But I agree. I'd agree, and um, I'm sure. Um, I don't know for I'm sure I'll get caned for saying that on um, social media. That I'm sure it doesn't happen uh, very often, but two once is too many times, uh, and we need to um, need to start reporting all these incidents that are happening be it you know um it's very sad to hear that there's been racism going on in a, in a friendly we're seeing referees being abused and all that stuff in other games um that are quite high profile now but we just know oh, I, I think you'd be surprised it happens more than you than you realize yeah i'm very sad i mean i can honestly say that i've refereed for 10 years predominantly in the county in the kent county league and um and the Alberton and Bromley Sunday Football League and Westfer and you know maybe I'm one of the maybe I'm one of the um, sort of minority that I've never I've never had that reported to me in a game I've heard of other teams that have but I haven't so for me um, it's a rare it was very rare um, for that to happen but you know that doesn't mean it's right if it happens elsewhere we need to stamp it out clubs need to make affirmative action and chuck these players out report them to the authorities back the back punishments that are given to their players it will make them stronger and respected more in the, in the grassroots community for sure 100 i totally agree right fantastic point there by the way um lee i'm glad you glad you brought that up that's you're the first person to do it um but it's it's definitely something that we we need to to get out of the game so thanks for that the last question is the open forum section this is just your little part where you get to say all your thank yous and 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 all that type of stuff any sponsors that you'd like to give a shout out to any people that have been with you through the journey or that aren't with you anymore but you'd like to say thank you to this is just your little your little section mate so who who are you gonna mention uh, no one. I don't want to thank anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, seriously. Um, so, yeah, we started with one uh, sponsorship of my brother, uh, Chartwell Controls. Um, that was back in season one. We've been self-sufficient since then. So without them, we wouldn't have been able to start. Um, with regards to supporters, uh, you've got the Hillmans. Uh, so you've got Madeline Martin Senior, Martin Junior, John collect um that follows away at home every single game brilliant um you've got um obviously pompey jack i've mentioned mentioned already um <laughs> <Matt Westbrook>. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Matt Westwood, uh, he helps us out. He's a part of the board as well, but he's a bit of a silent member. He basically settles our disputes if we can't. Um, but he, he more often not gets me to games every week. Um, he's always there to help out. A uh, good pal of mine. Um, you've got, obviously, Wayne, Gary and um, Ben who are running the side now. Uh, I think it's been a massive step in the right direction. All the band, uh, aside that I was saying about Wayne earlier, um, they are a big part of the club. Wayne's been there from the start. Uh, they get all the players playing. They get everyone behind them. People believe in them. Um, and I think they're doing a great job. And I hope I hope they're with us for a long time to stay. Um, Fantastic. Uh, obviously, Charlotte Treasurer uh, does a massive job keeping on at the boys. Um, make sure that the clubs run. Uh, without subs, we won't be able to go anywhere. We won't be able to do anything. Yeah. Uh, she keeps on top of that, keeps that in order. Uh, she also watches the kit every week. Uh, I think she's a bit precious about that. So when a sock goes missing, she sent out a message today. A sock went missing, and she's having a go at the boys. So yeah, uh, she does a, a huge job. Um, you've got Katie, who, like I say, runs the fixtures. Uh, is a general uh, club secretary that deals with the sign on feed the registrations. Uh, she also sits on the board at Seven Oaks and District, um, so gets our points across there. Fantastic. Um, a thanks to Kevin Turner uh, for helping out, as I've mentioned before. Uh, and helping us uh, get started and keep going. Um, Stephen J. Down Cockernill does a superb job in helping us out and uh, giving us a ground and always there uh, behind the bar and doing the barbecue for us and making sure the pitch is spot on. Uh, I've got a home ground to be proud of. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, all the boys that have been there from the start, Harvey, uh, big mention out to you. Um, and the new boys as well, Tommy Morgan, Dave Cook, that have come on board, Chris Mokes, they're... they're pushing the club forward and we're all moving in the right direction so yeah um, also if anyone's got a cut of 100 grand they want to give me to build my own club around here then that would be appreciated um, but yeah apart from that thanks to everyone involved in the club past and present we wouldn't be here without them fantastic mate absolutely unreal I think you've done a brilliant job of remembering everyone have you written it down or have you remembered that oh, off the top? I haven't and I know I've forgotten someone I'm going to get ruined later for it when this goes <laughs> out but I'm, waiting, I'm sure Wayne will have the most biggest pop at me but Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lee, I look forward to um, firstly tracking your progress uh, next season as a club. Um, obviously, a few uh, names there that I know from 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 recent years, and I, I wish you guys all the best. Uh, and B, Thank I you. wish um, it's, I'm looking forward to working with you next season on the All Around the League show. Um, yep. All of the Seven Oaks and District teams that check in we'll be hearing you um analyze games and give results and make make some predictions uh that may end up being rubbish just like mine every week but um you I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure you'll do your best on that but lee um thank you very much i wish you all the best with your plans uh, for the club um nothing wrong with being ambitious and nothing wrong for um shooting for the stars because um if you don't you you, you won't achieve anything so mate i wish you all the best and um i'll we'll be in touch on a regular basis Cool. Thank you very much for your time. It's appreciated. Cheers, Lee. Well done, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.